the clothes that you wear are a direct reflection of the thoughts and attitudes that you as a person have. So if you are conservative, your clothes will generally be more conservative as well. But if you're not confident in the ability to dress conservatively, or you feel like you want to move away from that direction, then you'll start to feel that dissonance. This is Grow To Be Free, a self-development podcast that helps ambitious ladies pursue their dreams while finding peace, happiness, and maintaining a thriving mental health. My name is Kiani, and I burnt myself out at age 22. I didn't know my purpose. I hated my job. I thought money was the answer to all my problems, and girl, was I sad. I fought through anxiety and depression by working on myself nonstop. Now, I can honestly say that I am happy, I find peace every single day, and I'm on a journey to discover my best life. Join me as I sit with other ambitious gals who have learned to unlock this new level of life. Think of us as the girlfriends that actually grow with you. We'll share all the tangible tips to help you transform your mindset, mental health, relationships, faith, and finances. Plug in your headphones, get ready to jot down some notes, and let yourself be inspired. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Grow to Be Free podcast. I am here with Miss Yolandi Hamilton. She is a personal style and confidence coach. And I'm excited to talk to you guys about this today because I love style. I know most women are a big fan of style. And then you guys know in this podcast, we talk about confidence a lot and mental health. And I am really excited to have Yolandi here because she talks all about that, about how your style is actually a reflection of how you feel about yourself inwardly and how those are connected at a psychological level. So I'm really excited to have her here because I just haven't met anybody who's talked about it like this, but it's so prevalent, something that I have thought about in the back of my mind, but just haven't really verbalized. So welcome, Yolandi. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah, awesome. Well, I like to start at the beginning. Why did you actually become a style coach and what made you want to connect confidence to that? Well, it was a long road, but the short version is uh, many, many years in retail. I was a visual merchandising specialist, so my responsibility was to dress the mannequins. And that naturally meant that because I could dress mannequins, that I could dress people as well. At least all the customers and coworkers assumed that was what I could do. And so I kind of had to train myself on how that worked. And everybody I learned along the way, their body is a little different. But then I had this added layer of always being kind of like a floater because you're all over the store and, you know, there's different departments. I worked in a department store. So we had, you know, men, women, children, and I got to float around changing these mannequins and working on displays, which allowed me to kind of be like a fly on the wall and observe conversations that people were having about clothes, about the displays that I was putting together. And I really started to pick up on some overarching themes that people are actually not as concerned with the clothing itself, but with how they think the clothing is going to make them look or things that like mom said, or I noticed with Uh, parents shopping with their teenage daughters or with their kids, you know, that they would say these things and make comments like, you know, oh, you can't wear that. It's too short. Only certain people wear that. And, you know, they say it with love and they mean well, they want to like guide you in, you know, the right direction um, and, 
you guys can't see the air quotes, but the air quotes are happening um, the right direction. And they try to do this by saying things, but what happens is we internalize these comments and they turn into beliefs, right? A belief is just something that you've thought over and over again. And so they say these comments, we internalize them, and then that becomes our truth. Like over a certain age, you can't wear mini skirts. Or, you know, over a certain age, you can't wear, you know, low cut tops. You need to like disappear into the background. And I realized that not only was I observing this in other people, but I was also experiencing it for myself, that I had started to place myself in these boxes that society sort of created and I didn't even realize I was doing. I had, um, yeah, about and this it time, was really inspired. Just had my first child after and he was um, what I went through about a year, with the year divorce, and a half old at this point. Kind of had I to rediscover. Went like, to get who dressed one morning, and I pulled out the same thing I was wearing like every day. Stuff, I had like the um, uniform with uh, because it was like a physical Mel, job with tossing like uh, mannequin oh body God, parts all over the place. You're <laughs> crawling on the ground, and you get gross. Yes. <laughs> Mel Robin. So I would wear just like a t-shirt um, and, and dress pants, but these Stop t-shirts saying were you're fine. Awful. I think it's called. And I was not required to wear like and this this type of clothing. Like I could wear dresses and look super cute and do my job. Say how we just kind of like get complacent and like point to external t-shirts about that our life didn't really. How, well. like oh the pants well, were you know, probably two sizes too big and i would just happened. like hoist them up with when a belt really the but because they were too big to, i would also like, step all over the bottom so like the backs were all and tore up with being and you know, i just kind of looked at myself in the mirror after i got dressed one morning so and i was like, like my brain am naturally doing to myself to go in that direction this woman so i would read this passage how we and like but at that point like i had to go to work like i couldn't really dwell on it but it kind of sat in the back of my mind Okay. And then I started to Actually, evaluate. We did the same like, thing with our closets. all the areas of my like life. we go we're in the my closet and we're like, oh well, I don't have anything and to wear. But there's things like started to happen in my marriage and being under dress part. And um, we still feel like about the same nothing. time I got involved so in the local community that? theater scene, and it really and made me. I started to be around this group of people who are so supportive. And I was so thinking about uh, uplifting, saying things about the kind of person that I was. It was a surface level, and like how nice you know, I was. Just a passing, oh, you care oh, so okay, much. I'm not really like that. Doesn't I? I, I kind of took a step or back and was, was like, it okay, something that was. Really what people are telling me about me is that someone had made a comment. About I am caring. When I was I am kind. You know, and all these beautiful things. Now I'm just like. But realizing the way it. that I am dressing uh, and does the not other reflect piece of that, that that's how I feel about myself. money beliefs. So there's and been a so lot of this real disconnect uh, about between who I was on the inside on and money who I was showing myself to be on like oh money doesn't grow on trees. And that was really the beginning. And I also the journey that created that same where I am today and how well my whole philosophy. You know we do style appearance like parents say things like oh well you know how we're thinking about really it, the habits that we create that? Like, and the it's a little habit tight, loops a little as far as thoughts go that we turn into beliefs and like i said in the beginning uh, they say our style and the choices that we make as far as our wardrobe goes well-meaning they want wow. you to look and feel yeah, good that's like an incredible really, story i'm very saying, like, oh, I don't think the fact that you're able to just make those connections just based off of the observations that you were seeing at your job instead and then it's amazing how you later use that to really transform your body is wrong your outlook on how you dress and Really, how you feel about yourself as well that like that's that's incredible so I feel like it was all that's something that needs to be really shared and, and highlighted because I feel like what you're talking about how we have people in what's the, happened around in the store and internalized it putting you in boxes to mean something that out of love need you know family members and friends really we don't we don't really talk about this and how that is like a potential problem for our own mental health 
because I, really I, I've witnessed that and I've had that done to me as well. And that's actually part of the reason why I just like to go shopping by myself, <laughs> honestly. So um, I relate to that a lot. And I really want to kind of dive into the psychology of style and how that overlaps with um, confidence and, and where you see the intersection point. So before we talk about that, let's talk about confidence just a little bit and kind of define that because there's this huge misnomer that confidence is like, oh, it's a thing you have or you don't have it. Like you're born with brown hair or you're not. You're born with confidence or you're not, which that is absolutely not true. Just like you can go dye your hair and change it from brown to blonde if you want to, confidence is something that you can take from zero to 10 by simply practicing. So like if I ask you right now, how confident are you that you can tie your shoes on a scale of one to 10? You're gonna be like, oh, 10, yeah. Well, you've tied your shoes thousands and thousands of times. But if I ask you, how confident are you that you can climb this tree in your front yard? You're gonna be like, uh, maybe, like, I don't know. I climbed trees as a kid. Um, I haven't done it in a long time. You're gonna be so much less confident because you don't climb trees every day. Right. It's not something you do on the regular. You don't have that practice. So confidence is the same way in that you have to exercise that muscle and it's almost like setting a boundary on how you expect to be treated and how you are communicating. Like, this is how I expect you to behave around me. And this is how I, in return, will behave towards you. And when we attempt to put a bandaid on that, a lot of people are like, you know, oh, we're, you know, red, it's powerful. It channels, you know, this emotion of being, you know, super confident, like machismo. Like they think like very masculine, like puff up the chest and like, you know, stand tall. And like, well, yes, you do want good posture. Uh, machismo is very different from being totally comfortable and trusting who you as a person are. And that's really what confidence boils down to. And that's where the connection with style comes in because the clothes that you wear are a direct reflection of the thoughts and attitudes that you as a person have. So if you are conservative, your clothes will generally be more conservative as well. But if you're not confident in the ability to dress conservatively, or you feel like you want to move away from that direction, then you'll start to feel that dissonance. And whatever you put on is going to chip away at the confidence level that you're trying to achieve. Hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah. So well, I, let's just go to that example that you just <laughs> mentioned about if somebody is generally conservative, but they're not confident in, in dressing conservatively, correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is, is that that person is going to have much trouble trying to express themselves no matter what because of their confidence level. Right. And what it really is, is that they are inside, maybe they think they're conservative. And again, this connects back to those, you know, beliefs that you've created or internalized as how the world works and how the world is interpreting your personal appearance. And if you think like consciously, oh, I should be dressing conservatively because I have this job or I'm a mom or I've, you know, whatever your reasons are for needing and feeling like you should be conservative and you say like, oh, well, that's what I like. But deep down inside, you really don't like that that's where the confidence issues come in. Mm. And you'll see a lot of people say like, oh, my wardrobe is boring and I don't really feel like I have anything in there that reflects me. And that's what it is, is it's these roles, just like I went through myself with, 
us trying to pigeonhole ourselves into where society thinks we should be. And then we're trying to dress accordingly, but it doesn't match and jive with how we feel on the inside about the way we look. And I like to always point to comments that we make about people, right? So you see someone walk down the street and their outfit is like super loud, right? It's like bright orange with like these blue shoes. Like it's, it looks kind of crazy. And you see them walk by and you're like, oh my God, what are they wearing? That was a choice. But you have to pause in that moment and think to yourself, why am I judging that outfit and that person the way that I am? What is it about that person and that outfit that makes me go, ooh, that's a choice? Is it because you envy the fact that they can wear those loud colors and totally rock it and like not care that you're sitting over there judging them like a Karen? Or is it that you know you really don't jive with that? Because if you don't like it, you're going to look at it and go, ooh, okay, and keep going on about your day. But if it's the first case and it's something that you really want to incorporate into who you are, but you're still sitting in that conservative space mentally that like, this is where I need to be. This is where I should be. That's when things get really catty that come out of us. Like, oh my God, what were they thinking? Like you'll have a 10 minute conversation about somebody you don't even know judging what they're wearing and making assumptions about the kind of person that they are. And, you know, making up whole kinds of stories. My sister and I used to people watch in the mall and we would make up stories about people and like based on what they were doing. And it's kind of the same thing. So like you, you just judge and you get into this place of, okay, well, they are wearing that and they shouldn't be. But really what you're feeling on the inside is they're wearing that and I want to be, but I don't feel like I can. Mm. Wow. That is super deep. That is really deep. And I, I never thought of it that way, honestly. Judgment from others to me has has been a surface level like, hey, just just don't do it kind of thing. But you're diving into, okay, well, why? Why is it that you're judging them? And I think it's fascinating that you're saying it's because deep down inside, you actually really want to wear something like that, but you don't feel like it's appropriate or you don't feel like it's something you should be doing which that should word is something that I'm trying to limit now because saying I should do this or I should do that is not a, a, a mindset that is conducive to a healthy lifestyle, in my opinion, because okay. you're just putting yourself in a box for whatever reason, a hidden reason from your past and you don't even know why and you can't even like it's it's so subconscious and you're just touching on it at a really deep level with judging others and I love that. <laughs> yeah, and it was really inspired by after um what I went through with the divorce and kind of had to rediscover like who I was so I, I dove into a lot of the self-help stuff um with Mel uh, oh my God, her last name escapes me. Mel Robbins? Yes, <laughs> Mel Robbins. Um, and I had read Stop Saying You're Fine, I think it's called. Mm. And there was so much in there that like she would say how we just kind of like get complacent and like point to external factors about our life and how like, oh, well, you know, I don't have this because that happened. When really the onus is on us to like take responsibility for that. And with being, you know, focused in the fashion world for so long, like my brain naturally 
wants to go in that direction. And so I would read this passage from her about, you know, how we are limiting ourselves and not taking responsibility. And then I would be like, hmm, okay, actually, we do the same thing with our closets. Like we go into the closet and we're like, oh, well, I don't have anything to wear, but there's like 50 shirts and 80 pants and 100 dresses. And we still feel like there's nothing. So why is that? And it really made me examine how deep I was thinking about things and whether or not it was a surface level, like, you know, just a passing, oh, okay, I'm not really like that doesn't go with for me. Or was it something that was really deep seated that someone had made a comment about when I was, you know, 10 or 11 and now I'm just like realizing it. Uh, and the other piece of that was diving into money beliefs. So there's been a lot of talk uh, lately about dismantling un unhealthy money beliefs and things that our parents said, like, you know, oh, money doesn't grow on trees. And then I also, after reading that, made that same connection. I was like, oh, well, that's what, you know, we do with our appearance. Like parents say things like, oh, well, you know, honey, I love you, but really, should you be wearing that? Like, it's a little tight and you're a little chunky, aren't you? And like I said in the beginning, they say those things with love and for well-meaning. They want you to look and feel good, but really they should be saying like, oh, I don't think that's the right size for you. Let's get that in a size for you that fits your body better and makes you look better. Instead, what they did is place the focus on you and that your body is wrong. Your body is at fault when really it's the clothes that were at fault. And so it was all about really after reading those things, connecting how we have taken what's happened around us and internalized it just to, to mean something that either it doesn't need to mean or really we don't have to let it mean and we create our own limits with it and how like we get rid of that is really where the focus ended up being for me. And that's kind of how we got where I am now. For the last four years, I personally have been using journaling as a healing practice, and it's literally transformed my life. It's one of the key ways I've been able to work through my anxiety, get myself out of depression, and really begin to thrive in life. If you're looking to get into journaling or you are in need of a new one, the Ambitious Peace journals are now available on Amazon. For those of you who don't know, these are super cute aesthetic journals with a different encouraging motivational and insightful quote on every single page they're small enough to fit in a purse they're college ruled and have 150 pages of space to free write jot down your life plan or to process those really tough thoughts and emotions if you have been watching this on YouTube or Spotify, you'll be able to see what they look like, but I will describe them for everybody, so don't worry. One is this monochromatic chocolate wave design. The second one is another monochromatic look, but it's like a pink, light pink painting on canvas. And the last one is a light blue white square geometric pattern that is very satisfying to the eye. My favorite one happens to be the chocolate one, but I'm looking forward to hearing which one is your favorite. So let me know in the comments or in your reviews. Again, you can find these on Amazon. I will link the Amazon link in the description of this show. And without further ado, let's get back to the episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You said something earlier about, well, I mean, the, the whole conversation you just 
stated right now has to do with, you know, diving in deeper to the reasons why we say certain things or why we judge, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like there are so many things, especially with style, that you could potentially dive deep on. And I feel like we could go down a rabbit hole sometimes if we try to question, you know, why did we say this or why did we think this, da, da, da. And that goes with anything in life. But as it pertains to style, what what are the moments that you feel like somebody should be diving in deeper? Like, is it just when they say something judgmental, either about themselves or others? Like, when is it a cause for concern that you feel like people should really be asking themselves why? It's really about noticing the pattern and how often is this popping up? So like you said, is this a one-off? Like you saw somebody in public and you were like, oh, okay. And that was the end of that. That was just a one-off thing. Like it's not popping up frequently. But if you're going to get dressed in the morning and you want to reach for, you know, the purple flowery top, but you put it back every time and you instead go for the black one, the plain black, you know, essentially boring t-shirt that's when you have to look at yourself and look at what you're thinking when you put that back as to why are you putting it back? Is it a physical reason like, oh, well, I gained some weight and so it doesn't really fit anymore. I should get rid of it, but I still love it. Or is it that it's you know too low cut and every time you put it on, you think, oh, well, people are going to think the wrong thing about me. And so I'm going to put that back in the closet and not wear it, even though you love it. And it, you know, it brings out your soul and makes you shine. You're putting it back every time. That's when you have to really examine, okay, why am I thinking that people are going to think negatively about me if they can see some of my cleavage? And then you take it a step further. What I like to do with clients is take it a step further and have them think back to uh, an incident in their maybe childhood, teen years. These all tend to like solidify, it seems, before we're about 20. Um, as a general rule. And where did you hear someone say like, oh, low cut tops equal floozy or, you know, woman of low morals. She's a hoe. And like, so don't wear that. And then you have to think, okay, is that something I agree with? Or is that something that I heard them say and took to be true because they were older, wiser? I trusted them. You know, they were the authority figure. And so I just rolled with it. And now that's what I believe. And so it's really about dismantling. Is this belief mine or is this belief something I acquired and I'm holding on to unnecessarily? That makes sense. Yeah. And then also questioning the truth, the validity of the yeah. statement and the belief. Like, is that actually true? And is that true for you as well? So, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like at least for me, when I think about my outward appearance and how I present myself and show up in the world, like I definitely want to show up in a way that's accurate to me. I used to, I used to dress very skimpy. I feel like everybody's gone through their their periods of like dressing like a quote unquote hoe, which is not very accurate, but just to paint the picture. Um, and I realized the I realized that I went away from that because it actually wasn't accurate to me like I was like well I'm not like I I I, I'm just I'm just not that type of person so like I like for me it was kind of like an opposite opposite direction where I was like you know I'm gonna change my style because that actually doesn't represent me well and I want uh like 
what are your thoughts on that? I feel like there's like so many ways that you can look at this and like how you establish your style or why you end up changing your style. Like, like what is like a, a good approach, I guess, where somebody can start to solidify their own personal style? Yeah, I think the best way to go about that is really, like I said, starting with those beliefs and diving into, okay, what do I think about certain pieces, certain colors, um, certain shapes, and then take that a step further. Like once you have some of those thoughts, like what you think about those, why do I think those things? And then taking that to the, okay, where did I acquire that belief? And that's, that really is where the work starts is figuring out why you believe what you believe about your appearance. And then once you have that handled, you can then compare it to whether or not it's relevant to your current life or not. And like in the instance where you changed and you were like, okay, I'm not going to dress like that anymore because it's not reflective of me. That was essentially you assessing your internal beliefs and saying, okay, I feel this way on the inside, but on the outside, I'm telling people something completely different. And so you drop the outside to realign it more with who you are on the inside. And I think that's where most women get stuck or they feel like, I don't know how to dress myself anymore because we transition in life to a new phase and we don't align the outside with the inside. We just kind of like go with the flow and sort of choose on autopilot, I guess is the best way to put it. So it's really about determining what's important to you and connecting those sets of values and beliefs to an aesthetic. And that sounds really complicated, but just as a, like a basic example, uh, I was working with a client last week and I had asked her in uh, a survey previous to our session, how she wanted to be viewed, like what traits are you uh, looking to project? And one that came up repeatedly through different uh, questions was intelligent. And when we got to uh, examining her style personas, because you're not just one, you're a whole mix of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're out there taking online quizzes, side note, and it's giving you one persona, you have one piece of the picture, you are probably a mix of anywhere between four to uh, six So that also is a complication. Um, But her number one uh, persona that she resonated with was preppy. And in the end, she said, I would never have described myself as preppy, but it's exactly what I want because the way that you described it, clean cut, uh, well-fitted and uh, presentable, I think I said, was uh, she's like, that's exactly, you know, how I want people to see me uh, is, you know, clean cut, well put together. And that totally opened my eyes, she said, to looking at a whole new like set of aesthetics for me. And so what we did was she said she wanted to look and feel intelligent. And so I said, okay, based on what you're telling me, based on what I'm seeing, there's a lot of other work examining, you know, the way that she's currently dressing, what's in the closet. Um, Before we get to that, I said, this is where I would put your number one persona is preppy. And then, you know, we layer in all the other pieces. And she was like, I have never, ever thought about it like that. But yeah, if I saw somebody, I showed her some photos and she said, if I saw somebody dressed like this, I would automatically think, oh, wow, they're super smart and friendly. Like, I want to get to know them. 
And so it was really that simple, like finding that belief, that core uh, trait that she was interested in and equating it to a descriptive set of words. And I'm all about the words. It's not just about the pretty photos and the Pinterest boards. It's what do those pieces and colors uh, mean to you when you describe them? And how many iterations of that description can we find? I'm a big belief in the uh, big believer in using the thesaurus for determining this too. So like if you say, um, in the case of my client, she wanted to be intelligent, I opened a thesaurus and I looked at all the different words that you could use for intelligent. And where did those line up with the style personas and the descriptions that I use? So it's about redefining what the persona means to you, what the aesthetic means to you, and really making it your own. Wow, that's amazing. And you're so right about the words. The words are the biggest things. Um, Because whenever we talk about ourselves, the words that we use are, are really important because they either reflect or they do reflect how we feel inside, but they also influence how we subconsciously feel about ourselves as well. And it's important to align those, just like how you're saying to align how you want to feel inside or how you want to be presented to your clothing is is super key. So for me, I know I am a very growth oriented person. Therefore, like, I feel like I've like changed like literally every few months, like like every three months, I feel like I'm like a new person. (laughs) So it's almost like, oh, okay. If I feel like I'm growing so much, like, should I be changing my wardrobe as often? What, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you feel like there's just like certain times in your life where you really do need to change up your style? I guess, what's the guideline? What do you think? I absolutely think that we often need to reassess what's in the closet versus where our life is at. Just like we update resumes when we get a new job to reflect our experience. We go on social media and, you know, change our profile picture so it looks more like us. The wardrobe is the same way. If you haven't updated it in, you know, the last two to three years, there are probably some things in there that don't really represent you and you're not even going to wear them. Those are the things that get shoved to the back and you keep all the things that you wear like front and center. So those things you can get rid of straight away. And if you're changing on the inside really often, I would say it's not out of line to reassess your closet every six months and just go in there and make sure that everything still aligns with you, that it still feels like it represents you to the truest uh, ability that it can and rather than hold on to things. So I feel like once we buy something, like there's been that energetic exchange, not only of like money, but like time invested to find it. And now we're like, okay, well, it's mine. Like I have to hold on to it. Like we're indebted to owning this piece. And that is not the case. Mm. Like just because you bought it, maybe you wore it two or three times and it served its purpose. You are free to get rid of that. Like you do not have to hold on to that. That is like literal physical baggage that you are dragging around, even if it's just sitting in your closet, like it's there and you don't have to do that. So yeah, like it is not out of line every six months, eight months, you know, a year. It depends on your life and how often you're changing and what's going on uh, to reassess what's in your closet and get rid of things. That's good guidance for sure. I think this is a common problem for women, honestly, (laughs) is like we got so many things that we're just like, oh, I really like this. But like, when was the last time you wore it? Oh, maybe like a year ago. And like, it's those types of things sometimes that I feel like are hard to let go because it's like you like it. Psst. Are you enjoying this episode as much as I am? 
Girl, I hope so. If you're getting anything positive from this podcast, I would love it if you left a review and shared it with a friend you feel like needs to hear it. I know you hear this a lot, but this is really the only way other people can benefit and grow from this information as well. If you listen to this podcast, I'm assuming you have a desire for the world to be in a better place. And what better way to do that than by spreading awareness of self-development to help each person grow and be better a little more each day. And you might be asking, well, what's in it for you? Well. I'll shout you out on a future episode if you leave a review. Plus, at that point, we're pretty much friends. And the best part, it's completely free. So thank you so much for being a listener of Grow To Be Free. It really means the world to me. And now, back to the episode. Wow. Yeah, that's insightful for sure. And I, I think it also ties back to, hey, we just got to ask ourselves why. Like, why, why are you wanting to have all of the trendiest items you know like what is that actual motive like it could be for there could be a lot of reasons like not not even just like oh I just want to be better than others but it might just it could also be like hey like I just I want to be the most attractive person in the room you know like and that's not saying like oh like you're not attacking anybody else necessarily but you're like you're wanting to put yourself up on that pedestal you want to give yourself that reward or that feeling of satisfaction etc etc and and that's not the best motive like it's okay like you said to like be trendy and you know you want to be attractive obviously but like like you should want to do that for your own I don't know it's kind of it's kind of like a fine line like how would you explain that like I feel like there's a fine line of like how to think about it yeah the best way I think to explain this is through a story so When I was in uh, sixth grade, I borrowed an outfit from my cousin who I felt like she, she just got the style thing and I didn't. And so I wore this outfit to school. And the same day that I wore this outfit to school, this girl from the popular group, you know, that everybody wanted to be friends with, uh, asked the teacher to go to the bathroom and was like, oh, can she come with me? And I was like, oh my God she likes me. And I was immediately, the only thing that like could come to mind was the the change that I made in what I was wearing. It was something that was more trendy. And I was like, oh, it's the outfit. Finally, like I'm accepted. Like it's, it's happening. And we never really like became friends. Like that was like a one-off incident because there was a borrowed outfit. It wasn't my outfit. And I didn't dress like that on the regular. But what it did was it showed me that If I wore what was the latest, the greatest, you know, the trendiest, that I would be better accepted. So that's another angle to approach it from is for acceptance. And I felt like an outsider up till that point. And it kicked off a whole new era in my style journey where I felt like I needed to constantly seek out these latest, greatest items to be accepted as part of this group. Until one day in, I think it was seventh, eighth grade, one of these girls wore the exact same outfit as me on the same day. And just, it was a different color. And uh, I admit, I did fully copy it off the mannequin in the store. Uh, But because she was more popular than I was and more well-liked, I became the copycat. And so it went from a source of this is acceptance to ridicule for being unoriginal 
And so there, like you said, there's that really fine line between why am I choosing to do this? And that really pointed me in a whole new direction of like counterculture and, you know, enter the goth phase where, you know, nobody's going to dress like me ever again. I will never go through that. You can't ridicule me for wearing this like somebody else. Nobody's going to wear it. So it really was two sides of the same coin where I wore something that was, you know, trendy accepted, which made me feel accepted. And then I wore that, you know, a similar outfit that was trendy and current and got rejected for it. And so it really is about the motives because by that rejection point, I was choosing these pieces, not for me, but for everyone around me to like me better. Mm. And it backfired Mm. big time. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that story. Yeah. I I definitely think that paints a good picture for the listeners of like, oh, it is a double-edged sword. Like, and it does come down to the motives as well. So I guess what what is a good motive to want to be trendy? <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't know if that's an answer that you have or not, but I would say the motive that is I guess most appropriate, which there really is no right or wrong answer here. Right. Um but the best motive that I would say you could use is is this something that you do because you like to do it? Like mm-hmm. Are you an adventure seeker? Are you a thrill seeker? Like, then, yeah, you're going to constantly want new things and you're going to constantly follow trends because that is who you are. But that is going to come across when you wear those pieces. It's going to feel authentic. It's not going to feel like, oh, she's just a trend leech. Like, no, it's going to feel like, oh, that's just who she is. Like, Today, she's pink and wild and, you know, crazy. And tomorrow, she's going to be tiger stripes and, you know, neons because that's what's in vogue right now. Like, that's just who she is. Uh, And so people know when it's you versus you trying to be a different you that's not you. (laughs) Somebody else, essentially. If it's a character, that's a better way to put it. If you're trying to be yourself or if you're trying to be a character. Yeah, yeah. And I think it also comes down to as well as like when you put on that item, like, how do you feel? Like, do you actually feel confident in it? And I feel like at least me, like there's been times where I've purchased an item because I'm like, oh, well, this is what's in, you know, like. And that was the wrong motive. Like, I didn't feel super confident and I didn't really like it at that much. And I think that's where sometimes we go wrong. It's like, oh, well, I don't really like it a whole lot, but like this is what everybody's wearing these days. Like if I do wear it, like I know I'm going to get compliments on it. Ooh, ooh, Uh, that one stings a little bit because I definitely have had that thought before. Like I knew, I was like, if I wear this, I'm going to get a lot of compliments on it. I'm not a big fan of it, but I'm going to buy it anyways because of the compliments. Like, oh gosh, like that's crazy. Uh, Has that ever happened to you before? (laughs) I can't say that I haven't done that. Been guilty a few times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially in that post-divorce period when I was rediscovering myself, I found myself doing that quite a bit where I was like, oh, well, I have a date tonight. So I'm going to wear this because I know that I'm going to get a compliment on it. But like the whole date, I'm like fidgeting, you know, like there's the, the readjusting, like you sit and then you like, you, you know, you pull down the skirt a little bit or like you adjust the top and like, like there's, there's little moments of fidget and not because like you moved and it shifted, but like, you're very aware that like, this is not you. And 
it makes you uncomfortable. So rather than it feeling like a second skin and you being in your element, you're totally out of your element and totally aware that you're out of your element. And so you keep like touching it, trying to like fix it. But ultimately, it's something you can't fix because it's not you. Hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> well, dang. So Yolandi, the the time has flown by. <laughs> I feel like there are still yeah. so many questions and like so much to this conversation that we can have. And I hope we can definitely continue it another time. Uh, but is, do you have any like final thoughts for today about style and confidence for the listeners? Like any tidbits or nuggets that you're just like, you need to know this? Yeah, just remember when you're choosing something to wear that you are wearing it, it is not wearing you. And so if you feel like you put it on and it's out of place, I like to keep a box uh, near my bed or my closet, uh, which they're very near each other. And if I put something on and I am just not feeling it and I'm like something is off, I will throw it in the box and revisit it later. Like, do I want to keep this? Or was that just like I was in a mood that morning? And that is a good way to weed out your closet and make sure that the clothes that you put on every day you are in charge of, you are wearing, and they are not wearing you. I love that. Yeah, we are in charge. Exactly. Shirt, get in the box. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Yolandi, for sharing all of your such insightful information. I'm surprised that you have not actually like studied psychology like formally, have you? (laughs) Because you sound I have not. Well, I I did take some in college, just a little bit, the basics. um, But I'm just a psych junkie. I'm constantly reading you know, articles and journals and, you know, books, like whatever I can get my hands on, because ultimately the whole world is in our head. And the only way to understand, I think, what's happening on the outside is to clarify what's going on on the inside. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So true. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. So um, obviously you're a personal style and confidence coach. So if any of the listeners, if you are searching for that and, you know, need a little bit of help, or maybe you've resonated with what Yolandi has shared and have more questions or just want to know more, like where can somebody find you? Best place to find me is on Instagram at Hamilton Styling. And you can also pop by my website, hamiltonstyling.com, and uh, set up a meeting if you want to ask questions, talk more. I love meeting people. And it doesn't even need to be about working together. If you just want to pick my brain and you like talking, you like what I'm about, I'm all about it. I love making new friends. So let's be friends. Love it. Awesome. And then you also have a style worksheet that you were telling me about before. Share a little bit about that. That sounds like it's helpful. Yeah. So I created this worksheet because as a mom, as a business owner, like mornings are nuts. Like you get up and like there's a million things. Like even if you snooze your alarm, I'm a big alarm snoozer. Uh, So, you know, I'll snooze it two or three times, but I don't actually go back to sleep. I just lay there thinking about like all the things I have to do when I get up and getting dressed is not one of those things that I have to think about anymore because with this worksheet, I Sunday night can plan everything out for the week have it all ready to go. And when I get up, all I have to do is put the clothes on. So instead of taking 25 minutes to figure out what I'm going to wear for the day, it takes me five minutes to put them on, depending on how sleepy I am and how quick I'm moving. Uh, So yeah, you can create seven outfits in less than 10 minutes. 
and be ready to go every single day of the week. I love that. That's great. It's funny when you're just saying that is that the only time that I've really planned out outfits ahead of time was for Coachella. (laughs) I went to Coachella a few weeks ago, but I just thought about that. I was like, I literally plan these outfits like months in advance. Like, and this is like a thing that like a lot of people do and for like specific reasons of like, okay, like it needs to work, you know, like you have, it's like a whole production. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting though, cause it's like, well, why don't we think about that in our own daily life to just make our lives easier? So exactly. I, that's why I, I really like the worksheet because that, that is actually helping us in our daily lives, not just for Coachella. <laughs> yeah. And it's not only about being prepared, but it's about prioritizing yourself. So you're taking those few minutes, you know, once a week to think about you and only you, despite all the things that are going on in life, you know, self-care is is huge. And this is just one more way that you can take care of yourself and prioritize you, essentially, by being ready to go and making sure that you're intentional about what you wear. Like you said, you planned for Coachella months in advance. And there's this perception that with life, Like everyday life doesn't need to be planned and yet we still make plans. So why not plan your wardrobe accordingly and intentionally for who you want to be? Yeah, no, that's, that's facts. And, and not every day needs to be like a whole production, like Coachella is (laughs) like, you got to plan out every accessory, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I think in general, like, Hey, a top and a bottom, like just plan that out at the bare minimum is going to save so much time. Yep. It's somewhere to start. Yeah. Love it. Well, cool. This has been so great. Um, Yolandi, I am a person of faith, so I do like to pray for my guests if you'll allow me to. Pray for me. (laughs) All right. Let's go. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for Yolandi and I I thank you that you just brought her into my life. She has such an interesting perspective on style and confidence. And and I thank you that you're allowing her to share her story, share how she's been able to not only transform her own confidence and her own wardrobe, but how she's been able to help a lot of other women do the same thing. God, I pray for a a huge increase financially for her through her business. So that way she could impact more people in this way. And so that way us as human beings can live life confident and comfortable in our own skin. And I pray for blessings upon her, her new baby that's coming along and her whole family and, and her new marriage and all these amazing things that are coming through in her life. Lord, I just pray, pray for a significant blessing upon that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I accidentally hit the mic on that. (laughs) It might sound like a mic drop. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.